0: Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place, Hey guys! So Allison can't join us today, unfortunately, because she's got some construction happening in her building that um, would drive me batty on a day when I wasn't stuck inside. So, uh, strength <laughs> and positive thoughts to Allison, um, but we're gonna dive on dive in here with episode two of Lucifer season one, so this is Lucifer's stay, Good devil, um, obviously, yesterday, Noel, I was way more on board with the pilot than you or, or Allison were, but you guys were still like tentative, like it's fine, right? That was the the gist yeah. I was getting. Is that accurate yeah i th- I
1: think that's accurate, yeah.
0: Okay, so second episodes, right tend to be the pilot again, the pilot take two like the yes the, once more for those who missed the first week and we hope they're gonna hang out and and come back. So uh did this fall into that like pattern for you? And if so, how did it like fit? was it a good second pilot or was it a you know those tend to be really irritating uh, for me at least uh, so wh- where where'd you fall with this one?
1: I think it is very much a second pilot, but it's a slightly better second pilot. Um, yeah. I think if only because it's hey, we got Jeremy Davies. Mm-hmm. Look, we got Jeremy Davies for a second pilot, everyone. And I think that's always gonna be a good thing, even though he's also like in full Dewey Crow hair as well.
0: Yeah. The Dewey uh, Crow, Crow is, is strong. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the Dewey, the Dewey Crow is strong there, uh, but it's it's good. Um, I think that, like, for me, one of the things that kind of elevates this a little past its pilot is that it gives, it gives Maze a little bit more to do. There's a little more agency, slightly, mm-hmm. in her whole, why aren't you being more like the devil type of thing, of she, she gets to do something to prove that this is kind of why she left. Mm -hmm. Um, to like go on this really long vacation. And so I really like that that is sort of the thing that's happening in this episode. And it kind of pushes it a little bit further than the pilot does while still really reinforcing the whole, we need you to go back to hell because things are getting really bad in our theological celestial plane sort of deal. And then everything else of trying to sort out what happened, I actually think this is a stronger sort of whodunit sort of thing, uh, procedural type of case than the first episode is. So I think it's a better first pilot, second pilot than a lot of shows tend to do.
0: Okay, fair enough. The, uh, the casting of Jeremy Davies, like you said, like when I was first watching this, I was like, okay, people at this show know what they're doing then. That's a good sign. And I appreciated that it wasn't the twitchy performance I have come to expect from him that he gets cast to do a lot of the times. So it's like there's elements of a very, you know, Jeremy Davies kind of thing going on, but it's not as elevated as I feel like that has. I feel like I feel like Jeremy Davies' standard performance, like thing that people cast him to do. He's capable of much more, but thing that people cast him to do has gotten like boiled down over time and increasingly concentrated. Uh and it's so so much that when I think back to his character on Lost, I'm like, oh, that was a totally different performance. I miss getting to see him do different performances. It's been too long. Um, but so, so yeah, I enjoyed him here. I think he really works in this sad sack role, but I think that the, what this was a little confusing for me about it was just watching this, this episode. If I didn't know everything that's going to come next, I feel like the amount of, uh, like how Lucifer's powers work are a little more confusing after this episode.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Um, do you mean specifically like in his whole like slightly intense stare thing that triggers the question that he does here? Or is there something else specifically that you feel is a little is a little squishier than it is in the pilot?
0: Well, I don't think the dung beetle is one of the complicated ones, right? Lucifer talks about like complicated people are harder to, for him to work his mojo on. I don't feel like he's a complicated one. And yet he's able to resist and not, follow through on lucifer's questionings about what he desires um basically as the plot warrants <laughs> and that's not a good thing to be doing in your second episode
1: i do think that's fair i do think that there is also degrees in which that that man's mental status are decidedly sort of unkiltered off kilter i should say in that he's racked by s- supreme amounts of guilt uh, he has overwhelming senses of responsibility for this other um, paparazzi paparazzo that I think influences how he behaves. That being said, um, the intensity of those emotions and the intensities of that mental state don't come through enough, even with Jeremy Davies' performance, which I think is, like you said, steps away from like the very distilled sort of concentrated Jeremy Davies stuff that we get and is a little more akin I think comparing it to Lost is a good is a good is a good comparison so I think that that's where they kind of have to rely on Davies performance to get them through to that to make that believable but the writing I agree just it's not there in terms of justifying that
0: Mm -hmm. oh uh, Oh, uh, I didn't even mean
1: to do that and that. that (laughs)
0: Well, my timeline is full on Twitter is full of people. Well, not full, but there's several people, which you know for me means full, uh, that are watching Justify for the first time during all of this while they shelter in place, and it's just been so delightful for me to be like, "This is what we were talking about." Wait till you get to decoy. Uh, (laughs) But um, yeah, anyways, so I got a little had a little happy happy thought happy tv thought there um so with i mean we talked about davies a bit quite a bit and i mean i do think he's funny he's a good foil it's a good different very different energy from everything happening in the first episode right the the baddies we were interacting with there this is a very different kind of thing and that's a good change of pace right away um but let's talk about the other paparazzo though because the i don't know the name of the actor i don't have it up in front of me unfortunately i should make sure i get uh i'm to be up tomorrow um uh, but he's creepy <laughs> good job dude you're very creepy <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) did that character work for you somehow I've seen this now, like this is my third time watching it. And I had not connected the first two times I watched it, that he was actively causing all of these things that he was like murdering people and everything. And so when I was watching this, I was like, Oh yeah, that really does shift things quite a bit uh, in that final showdown. Um, Yeah. So I, I don't know. For me, that guy really worked. He was really super creepy.
1: No, he does really work. And what I actually really appreciate about that is that, My partner and I had just watched Nightcrawler, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie, which is basically this episode, Mm -hmm. but stretched out for like an hour and a half, two hours, um, in which Gyllenhaal increasingly is staging events to be the first on the scene as a stringer for a local news thing. And this is basically the same sort of plot line. And while this actor doesn't have that same kind of weird Gyllenhaal energy, um it's still very much in that vein of you're unsettling. And the fact that the whole, like the bald face, no, it's just to be first. There's nothing else. There's not even that like other poor paparazzo who just wants to win a Pulitzer for photography. And it's just like, Oh, sweet baby. (laughs) yeah, That's not going to happen, but that, that, that this is it. Like this is his baseline is really horrifying in a way that some of the other sort of desire prods aren't. So Mm -hmm i think it's also like a much better sort of case of the week antagonist Mm -hmm. uh though that does lead to like last week's case of the week antagonist who shows up at the tail end of this episode and kate i have questions about why he's in a supervillain prison cell (laughs) why is why is he suddenly hannibal lecter cell as opposed to literally any other type of cell (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh man, okay. So I'm I'm sheltering in place with my parents, um, which mm-hmm. means several things. First of all it means I get to be tech support, which I, I, I worked tech sport in college, so I have some background in that, but still, it's not fun. <laughs> so uh, that that's one significant part of, of my day. But also, it means that some of these days, I'm going to be watching these episodes with my parents. And my I, I was watching this with my mom, and she was like, I don't think cops talk that way. I was like, <laughs> mom, yeah, also, they don't walk or wander around with the devil, too. So that doesn't happen either. And that's sort of how I feel about that ending where – um. You know, yeah, you're totally right. It's a Hannibal Lecter style. Like, this is way too big of a room, and way too. Right. F- There's absolutely no need for this Why kind of a this room. Why is his bed in the center of the room? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's the kind of room that this kind of show thinks people are put in for observation at a psychiatric facility, which, or, or just like it's what they had lying around from like it's a set they could use or something.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: Which, yeah, you know, but it's just, it is. It's so ridiculous and funny to me as I'm watching it, completely separated from the context of what's happening in the episode. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I was like, why? Are, oh, because we need to watch him hit his head against the wall, so it needs yeah. to be clear. <laughs> so right. again, it's one of those by episode two, I'm like, oh, okay, we're just going with it. We're just like, yeah, we're we're cool with this. This is fine. That's gonna be just da-da-da-da. don't pay attention to that part of it. And uh for me, <laughs> that's really fine. But yeah, it is. It is absolutely ridiculous that. He's in that kind of a, a cell. What like it would be much less fun and much less striking if he was in an actual like room or cell like he would be in for observation. Right. Um so that's why we're doing it this way. And I'm perfectly okay with that. <laughs> I
1: mean, I understand that he shot a police officer and ostensibly shot a civilian uh six times and is perfectly safe. But it it's just a little extreme in the whole he i know he's a record producer in hollywood so there's already at like a couple of strikes against the guy <laughs> but this just seemed it just seemed a little bit a bit extreme um what did you think about the subplot regarding our um decker and her daughter and the the back and forth her reemergence into the into the public sphere for want of a better word um and her daughter's reaction to it's not even an hd
0: mom (laughs) it was so great well in that i mean i thought that they played it really well right you know right off the bat in the second episode already uh i can appreciate the performance from uh from the actress who plays chloe um and like it's such a straightforward like it's really a thankless kind of role right now and it's gonna grow and, and get get more to do but like at this point it's she's just there to be no nonsense and pretty you know straight laced and and so I think that she's actually doing a really good job with that kind of a role um and we're starting to get just a little bit of personality in those scenes i, I like I really buy that that like drama for her and personal like oh I don't don't want to tell my daughter that i was at least half naked in a stupid movie and they, but she's gonna it's, uh, and and then the way that they just undercut that by the end i thought was just absolutely the right way to go it was super fun again Trixie can stay she's so adorable and charming she's got her 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 doll who is what is it a ballerina by day and a, and a ninja chemist by night and yes yes I mean like it's delightful I all, anything with Chloe and her daughter I'm on board with
1: yeah no I think it I think it also really works well in that kind of obviously she's already watched it type of thing yeah um even though it's it's a little unclear to me how old she is old enough to have lost both of her front teeth but the actor just seems so teeny and tiny um that i'm under i think i'm underestimating how old that character is supposed to be um which is fair but i think that the whole kind of yeah no my favorite part was the one where you just kept barfing all over the place it's just this is very sweet and it's a good it's a, like, it's both a honest kid response, but it's also one of those empathetic kid, TV kid responses of, no, I'm going to, like, shift this a little bit for my parents so that they feel better about the fact that I've already seen this because I have the internet.
0: The The timing, just on performance level, I thought her timing was very good. She's mm-hmm. like, you, and you puked. And then that was fine and then you put you together like it was a very good little you know like kid performance and and beat that moment really worked well uh, but I think that's also yes it is a TV kid thing where they like somehow understand on a deeper level what their mom needs right now because it's better for the plot but also some you know like the things that kids latch onto in their media some kids will latch onto the things you're worried about them latching onto 100 and some kids will not even notice that because they're too busy thinking about all these other things that from your lens as an adult or as a parent or something else you're not focused on and there's like but did you see how cool those gumdrops were in the background they're so pretty i want gumdrops now <laughs> or you know fill in the blank so for me that actually that actually really worked yeah yeah
1: yeah no i think it's completely really good and i th- the other thing i appreciate about that is that it sets up i guess decker's mom to re-emerge at some point is she still alive i don't i don't it's unclear
0: to me. Yeah, they haven't said either. Well, you know, they d- yeah. she d- he does say, Lucifer says, you'll have to introduce me sometime. Right. And, yeah. and she says, no, am not
1: going to do that. Yeah, so she's alive. It's her yeah. dad that's dead, though, because they make that very yeah. clear in this episode. Yes.
0: Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, so it's the dad that's dead. Um, so I want to circle back around to Maze, because you mentioned her already, and I do think we yeah. get a lot more time with her here, but um, while I mean, she's fun, <laughs> she's definitely fun, I don't feel like like I'm curious what sense you get got of her in this. So like how would you describe Maze at this point?
1: Well and that's sort of the thing is like a lot of what she does in this episode is feels really driven to get us to that final scene with the with the guns and everything. Mm-hmm. Um and then to have um DB Woodside's character um uh, a a Aman- Amenideal menadeal a Okay I can remember that until tomorrow. <laughs> um That I think her actions are like rooted in a like an overwhelming kind of sense of loyalty or like cursed loyalty uh to Lucifer, but also just an overwhelming sense of frustration that he's becoming soft, he's becoming human. Um and that's sort of like the only sense that we can she's like a disgruntled employee, yes. She very much is a disgruntled (laughs) yes. I think that I think that's super accurate. Um but one that very much wants her managers to succeed, <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, not
0: mad, I'm disappointed, right, which has
1: basically <laughs> been our vibe here in Washington when Jay Inslee shut down the state uh yesterday mm-hmm. but i did, i I think that's sort of where I fall is that she's frustrated, she's annoyed, but she's also like clinging to any sort of indication that he's going to be Lucifer morning star that she remembers that she followed out of hell into los angeles um a whole other kind of hell uh to be to like live the rest of eternity in, i guess or until lucifer came to his senses. either way so i think i think it's better defined a little bit like her whole vibe but it's still just that is her whole vibe at this point and that's really frustrating and i actually like turned to my partner, and I was just like, so when does Maze get really interesting? Because I feel like like that needs to happen. And she just kind of kept scrolling through episodes and going, <laughs> I'm not sure when that happens. And I just went, that's not a great sign. I'm guessing, like, next season, because this is only 13, and they're going to be really focused on certain things, I think. But I'm, I'm ready for that. To, I'm ready for Maze to kind of already take a leap.
0: I feel like Maze is a mood more than yeah. anything. And uh, anybody who's here in the, in the Zoom right now, feel free to go over to the chat and give your thoughts. If you've already seen Lucifer, or if you're new to it, what how you feel about Maze. But for me, because, yeah, if I had to think of, like, what's a Maze episode, there's one that's a standalone that we get eventually that is very much just on her and she does get more plots and more like meaty like more substantive things to do as the season like already in season one but it's like if i had to pinpoint like oh this is a this is where the character pivots i don't feel like she does i feel like she just sort of develops and as you spend more time with her like they, they just like give the actor and the the writers give her a little more shading as it goes it's mostly she's just like you know like we were talking about yesterday like a tone like a mood and and a like a that just kind of a vibe <laughs> more than anything else and she, she's definitely a character who gets one two scenes an episode for a while and they they wisely do not over explain or overuse her right away but that you know if you if you want more definition if you want more from her that can get frustrating
1: yeah and i i mean i can see that being an issue as like this season wears on but if you're prepping me that this takes a little while, then I'm I'm better and I'll be just I'll be able to cur- compartmentalize that whole thing.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of uh, these characters uh, that, you know, you're we're still struggling to get a sense of how how are you with Amenadiel and Dr. Dr. Linda so far?
1: I mean, they both don't get like a lot to do here. Amenadiel is still very still basically singing the same same song he was singing in the pilot uh so it's just like okay like those scenes just feel really repetitive to me Mm -hmm. um the linda stuff at least still feels very much again like the pilot in terms of she suddenly has an insight that like lucifer brushes off and then goes no you were right uh but i think like the big thing about dr linda that i really appreciate in this episode is nothing about her specifically but everything about the fact that she has a fold-out couch in her office i just (laughs) want to unpack that um because i feel like there's a lot to deal with there (laughs) Mm -hmm. is she just like staying in her office so much that she just got a pull-out sofa for her office and that's or did she or did she order a new one after her first (laughs) session with lucifer just to streamline the process both work for me
0: yeah she doesn't strike me as the kind she strikes me as someone despite lucifer and like what we know the little we know about her right now um you know in episode two but despite all of that she strikes me as someone who uh has very clear boundaries um, between her professional life and her personal life usually and so like she has office hours and then she goes home right she's not like working all night and sleeping in her office and that's why she has to pull up but no it's that doesn't that doesn't feel right for Dr. Linda uh, so far. Right. Um. So yeah, it's very much just for convenience' sake, and uh, I, I I like this idea that you're pitching of like, no, she's like, well, clearly something's gonna have to change here, and ordered a new couch to match your old couch so that her other patients wouldn't know.
1: Exactly. I, or just, it just. It just it got ruined. Someone spilled coffee. This is why I have a no drinks in the office rule.
0: Mm-hmm. Clearly, uh, Marcus mentioned in in the chat. I think Mae starts to really shine when she starts interacting with one particular character later in the show. I know exactly who you're talking about, uh, and I wholeheartedly agree. Um, and when those characters have um, a rift for a while, um, it I was i was very invested in that um and there are two people that listeners who've seen the show might think i'm talking about but i think we all know guys you know who i'm talking about and it's not the season four thing it's the season three thing Um, oh is this
1: when trixie and Maze like really start to bond over Maze just repeatedly babysitting her
0: spoilers
1: is that is that what happens did i guess it did i get it in one (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, Maze does does hang out with Trixie quite a bit, and it's delightful. Um, so no telling. Okay, guys, nobody tell Allison because she doesn't know that so, <laughs> she's not here yet. Uh, did you actually guess that, or did your person tell you? No, I
1: I actually just guessed that right now. Oh,
0: well done. Yeah, so it's it's, it's yeah. as good as you would expect. Um, <laughs> um, what about we haven't talked about the big showdown at the end? I feel like we need to touch on that. Um, I really liked the um the the way that lucifer works his way out of it and the fact that he just like let's call up a menadiel just to fuck with him and also because it'll solve this problem um the, the characterization of him is so on point like already in episode two the fact that he like Calls him Anadil, which freezes time so he can pluck the bullet. That tells us that he's smart and he's creative. And that also and then he plucks the bullet and then goes over and kicks the guy in the nuts because he's also that kind of person. He's gonna, you know, take a shot when he can. Why not? Um I think that that whole scene builds really nicely and does a good job of showing us who our protagonist is.
1: It does. And I think that the whole sort and but it also kind of tells us a little bit about Maze as well, in that she she didn't load one of the guns Mm -hmm. um and just like let's find out what happens uh Mm -hmm. this very sort of like chaotic neutral-ish sort of approach to things i think works in their favor um but i do think that lucifer's whole deal of getting out of that situation works really really well um but you mentioned sort of like a little bit about it tells us a little bit about like how Lucifer sort of approaches things. And that was something I actually wanted to bring up a little bit in like these closing minutes is they mentioned that he, far be it from him, he Lucifer says something along with, far be it from me to like question someone's moral judgment. But I think that it's a very weird statement because he has a very Manchian sort of worldview of because of who he is uh, of, good evil black white sort of a deal and i'm really curious um how much that gets starts getting fuzzy going forward if it starts getting fuzzy uh because the old testament style it's a really clear um type of deal about this kind of stuff and i was just when he they mentioned that when he says that i'm just like no you're actually like a really kind of clean cut moralist in a lot of ways And you have a very clear sort of moral path that's even exemplified in the very beginning in this cold open that does, I think, a better job than the police cold open does to a certain degree of where his compass is. So I'm actually curious to see if that starts getting fuzzy as he becomes more human since this is a concern that Mays and Aminadel both sort of are expressing about him. You can just provide a little hint. It's fine.
0: (laughs) I think the show knows it's, um, I think the show knows where it's morality lies and it knows its themes already. And some of that might be because sure. it's based on, you know, a graphic novel and a pre-existing character. I have not read any of them. I don't know how accurate it is to any of that. I'm guess I've heard it's very different from yeah. the comics. Well, I mean, he,
1: the, I think like the extent of it is that he does leave and mm-hmm. goes on vacation, but in the books, Sandman basically has to start mm-hmm. deciding who goes to hell, um, which is not something that I think that character is necessarily equipped to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the, you know, there's, there's things that they are touching on here that are just core to who Lucifer is. Like his thing of, I hate liars. I hate people. Yeah. Who, because he doesn't, in generally doesn't pass judgment um, on people's choices as long as they're not hurting right. other people. So he's like, you do you. That's fine. He's clearly very okay with drugs and any kind of consensual sex and any kind of just things that that people – choices people might want to make. Um, but he doesn't – he can't stand, can't tolerate people lying about it. And that seems like it's also part of what's really connected to his power, his his like – his superpower, if you will, of pulling people's desires out of them because he wants – he has this connection to what do you desire? Stop lying to yourself. Be clear, like understand yourself and make your decisions and go from there. Um and like understand who you are. So in, in a certain way, he would appreciate the our villain in this episode quite a bit. He's he who is very clear about what he is. Uh he, you know, doesn't not, it's not okay, it's not okay with um him running around killing people. But um, but but that clarity of uh of self is something that is important. I think is important to Lucifer, which makes his own journey tw- for that, towards that, and working on that very interesting. And um, yeah, I will I will leave it there because he's also for someone who doesn't like lying and doesn't. He, he prides himself in never lying. If you parse his words, he doesn't technically lie. Like right. ever, um, he's very, very good at lying to himself, and he does it all the time. <laughs> but
1: that's always really different.
0: Yeah, so that's totally that doesn't count. Different thing. Uh, you yeah. enjoyed the preacher then that opening bit?
1: Yeah, I did. Um, I thought that was really
0: solid. I, I liked it more than the police. Um, the police one. More, the police one. Yeah. yeah. And it's a good, like, like we were saying, second pilot, like redo it, but in a different way kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel, are you worried that they're like overusing Devil Face right? Like his flashing of his actual. No, no. I think it's, I, I, I think
1: that if you're going to spend that amount of money either on the prosthetics or on that effect, you <laughs> should use it.
0: <laughs> That's enough. how I feel about that. <laughs> okay. Well, does anybody who's in the chat or in the room have any questions or things you want to touch on?
1: Yeah, well you're typing um my person who walked past yeah. and now which, is in the kitchen. I enjoyed the um,
0: arms. That was very right. good. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um wanted uh corrected me via text message uh that Sandman doesn't decide who goes to hell. He decides who hell goes to um once Lucifer mm-hmm. leaves. So he gets to decide which of the deities takes over hell. Mm-hmm. So thank oh, you very interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: very good well and you know that's something the show does eventually get into is what is hell it takes a while which i think it's smart like don't even get into that right away but they do eventually get into what is hell and how does it feel and what is like how how does it work and it's murky um there's some like when i'm shocked when when they well when they give and they give answers and but then the answers that they give work and are satisfying and everything but then don't necessarily align with some of the things they've said previously about certain characters. So like, it's, it's interesting, you know, but they do, eh. we'll, we'll talk about when we get there. Um, but for now, I think we should wrap up our conversation here about episode two. Uh, tomorrow we're going to be back to talk about episode three, which is see this one. I did pull up everybody. The (laughs) would be Prince of darkness. This is episode, episode three here. And, uh, Yeah, it's, uh, it's a, it's another fun one, I think. I mean, I like all of these since I enjoy all of these. So we'll, we'll see what everybody has to say. So thank you to everybody who stopped by and said, we got Marcus. We've got, is that SB? Is that you? SB Swartz? And then Tanya and Wujo. So thank you guys all for coming. Yay. Good. Glad to see you. Okay. Uh, friend of the show, SB Swartz, I should say, because you've been on. We, we had a fun time talking. Um, okay. We're going to call it for today and we'll be back tomorrow for more streaming in place. Bye, guys. Bye.